You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking Atlanta Braves with MLB.com's Braves beat reporter, Mark Bowman. Mark, uh, some scary and odd stuff going on with Mike fulton here recently. Uh, a couple of things you don't normally see in the injury report. Uh, how is he doing, and, and what's the what's the short-term prognosis on him? Well, you know, this is very unfortunate. You know, just, and, it, you know, the, if this occurred to Mike, uh, you know, it just uh, to uh, touch briefly on, on what has occurred over the last month, he had the pneumonia. I uh, came back. He was getting ready to pitch here at some point this week, but late last week he they found the blood clots there in his right arm, and, and then he had to undergo the procedure where a portion of his rib was uh, removed. Uh, and he is—he's recovering, and, and they, they do expect him to, uh, you know, stay on blood thinners here for another few weeks. And this is not this is not um, something new. We, we've seen this with some other pitchers. Alex Cobb underwent something similar um, just a few years ago, but. but that the hope is that by the start of spring training next year, he will be ready to pitch. And the, the most important thing is, you know, his health. And, and that, that was certainly a scary thing. And they were very fortunate to find it uh, when they did. You know, if had he get, gotten on the plane and gone to New York without it being found, you, 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 there's just things that you don't even want to think about, you know, that extend beyond the fact that he hasn't been able to pitch this this past month, which, which is unfortunate, but uh, – you know, the, the Braves are hoping that by the start, you know, he'll be able to, at some point during the winter, start his uh, normal preseason preparations and then uh, be ready for the start of spring training. And at that point in time, we'll get back to that argument of, is he a starter or is he a reliever? And, uh, yes, it would have been nice to spend this final month getting a, a little more data to collect and, and, and uh, maybe give the Braves a sense of which direction they want to go. But, you know, at the, at the same time, like I said, the most important thing is his health, and the, from all indications, are um, he will get out of the hospital at some point, probably later to, uh, this uh, Thursday here, and uh, and then get get back to uh, get on the road to health. So, not to ask you to play uh, physician or anything, but how how is this something that that gets discovered? I mean, uh, it, it's such an unusual and odd thing. Uh, did he feel some pain, or how how does this kind of how is this something that they find out and are able to to deal with? You know, he, he reported to Turner Field there last week, uh, the, the Friday uh, during the, the final homestand there, the most recent homestand there, and he when he when he arrived at the stadium, he had some swelling and some redness in his arm, and, and immediately uh, the trainers recognized the symptoms uh, quick enough that they rushed him to the the um, emergency room, and it, it, I, I think it was simply, you know, here's a guy who he, he had a little bit of discomfort that it wasn't normal with simply throwing. Let's put it that way. And the, the redness in his arm, uh, the swelling, uh, they were able to uh, fortunately get him to a, in a hospital really quickly because, you know, like I said, I touched on there earlier, you, you don't want to, you know, Think about what might have happened, but this was something they were very fortunate to, to diagnose before he uh, got on a plane, started traveling, got away, and it, 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 very fortunately he, he went to them and said, "Hey, look, take a look at this." So, um, but like I said, it, it's it's not uncommon. He's not the first pitcher that's, that's done this, or even the first athlete. Uh, that portion of the rib is 
you know, something something that doesn't uh, was not something that's going to affect him. But but now he'll be able to throw uh, at the beginning of next year. That is the hope. All right. So I uh, actually went and sat in the stands and saw the doggies in the ballpark the other day. Uh, and I uh, thought I might see uh, a no-hitter or a perfect game. Julio Tehran was really dealing, and it has continued a streak of him pitching really well for quite a while here now. Now, uh, if there's one thing that we have established uh, doing MLB.com Extras Braves, it's that anytime we talk about Julio Tehran, uh, whatever he is doing that we talk about, he stops doing it. So uh, <laughs> we are about to jinx him. I just say that now. Um, we're about to end his hot streak here, but – uh, this seems a little longer, and it seems a little different. Uh, one, do you think that's true? Do you think this is different from some of these earlier spurts? Uh, and yeah. two, uh, if so, why? Yeah, I, you know, I think we can even go back to August 1st. This is not just a, a, a couple weeks thing. I think this is going on about two months where we have seen the Julio Toronto old. And there was one bad start against the Yankees in there. Other than that, his last nine or ten starts that there hasn't been some promise. Now, what what has happened is is we continue to say he's, he's taken a more aggressive pr- approach. He's he's once again commanding on the in, inner third of the plate, getting guys back off the plate, which has made his slider more effective. What has helped him do that is just he adjusted uh, to the first base side of the rubber there uh, in late July. Uh, Alex Wood it did had done something similar right after the all-star break. I, it, it helped Alex and, and Julio followed suit and it has helped him as well. You know, this, this is a guy, if, if I, I've made it known, you know, I didn't like the Alex Wood trade. If I was going to trade one of the two, I would have traded Teron. I understand the, the um, health concerns about Alex Wood's delivery, but at the same time, you know, if Teron can continue to do what, what he's, been doing here recently um he is a solid number two or number three and um that that's nice to, to build off of when you've already got shelby miller right there in the rotation too you know despite you know the, the win-loss record which means nothing uh he, he has shown at least the ability to to be a top of the rotation guy for many years to come and but what we've seen with with julio i i think just getting command of that inner third of the plate again has made that slider effective. Uh, he will have to work on something to have more success against left-handed batters in the future. But but other than that, you have to like what you've seen from him. Like I said, going back to basically August 1st, a start that he made there in Philadelphia. What, what do they think they have just as far as putting together next year? I mean, I realize they've got him whether they've got him, whatever he is, whether he's good or bad or in between. Uh, they've got him. But when they put this together and say, okay, here's what we've got, uh, are they beginning to be convinced that maybe they have a two or three type starter again in Tehran and can sort of build the rest of the rotation accordingly? Or do they, are they still going to view him as something of a wild card going into the winter? No, I think that they've, you know, I, I think that they have been comforted with what they have seen here uh, over the last seven weeks from him. And, and you know, I, I think they are done trading. I know what we've touched on that. I've said, hey, maybe they need to do an arm for a, a big bat. Uh, I, I don't think that's going to happen this winter. I think that this rotation, you know, you're moving forward, you, you look at it, you, you're going to have Shelby Miller and, and Teron and, and Whistler in there. The, the final pieces, we'll, they'll figure it out. I, I've 
I have opined that they, they need to get another veteran guy in there, not one of the big guy, big names that will be available on the free agent market, just somebody with experience that's going to log some innings and, and provide the guys something to lean on. But at the same time, you you know, Williams Perez has pitched effectively down the stretch. You've got Terrell Jenkins there. Is he major league ready? Probably not at the beginning of next year. Um, they have continued to say they, they may bring Mike Miner back. Uh, he's still waiting in the wings. We'll, we'll see if, you know, once he starts throwing and they get a better feel for him, um, there, there's always that possibility, too. And Manny Banuelos, who, who uh, before the elbow became a problem, uh, showed that when healthy, he can be effective. So they, there are enough pieces there um, that, that when they, they head into the winter, um, that they're going to feel pretty good about the depth of their rotation. They just have to hope that some of these young kids continue to make strides and what they've seen out of Julio Toronto over the last seven weeks carries on. And, and he continues to, uh, you know, make steps uh, towards getting back to where he was just last year. One thing I want to follow up on because uh, we got, I'm sure you got a lot more than I did, got a few tweets uh, from not a whole lot of people feeling real patient about Hector Oliveira with this uh, fairly limited exposure to him. And, and one of the points I tried to make is not even the small sample size, not even that it's a small number of at-bats that he has this year. This guy has 200 plate appearances in two years. And, and, and it's pretty unfair to judge anybody with that. Again, not just, well, it's 200 bats that mean anything, but He's he's just not in in full playing shape and timing and all that. This is a hard game. With that said, um, I think something that's pretty interesting about Oliveira so far is that even with all that time missed, even with this being his first exposure to the big leagues, uh, I, he doesn't look overmatched right now, and he seems to have a good strike zone. Uh, and so I'm yeah. wondering if just based on this relatively limited exposure, um, if maybe what we've seen so far is a lot more encouraging than maybe people seem to think and that maybe the overall whatever 230 line would suggest. Yeah, I mean, we, we have not, you know, he has not been uh, around this game long enough to be that impact guy that everyone expects him to be and that Braves hope that, that, that he will be, you know, given what they gave up for him. But, yeah, I, I think patience is very important. Um, and, and we will... We'll see flashes of of uh, that power potential like we did the other night uh, when he hit the uh, decisive home run against the Mets. There, we have not seen him center a lot of balls, but when he does, you know the the ball does come off the bat, uh, you know, with some pop there. And you know, the one thing I would say is, you know, from a defensive perspective, I, I think that's where you have to hope that if he gets into a little bit better baseball shape. Uh, you see a, um, a more uh, efficient defender there at third base uh, because right there, you know, I, if I was Scott Rowland, I would go back to, to those Braves officials who, uh, when we asked for a comp for Oliveira when the trade was made, they said Scott Rowland. I, I, if I was Scott, I'd ask for an apology right now because, uh, <laughs> as you know, Matthew, you saw Scott, and uh, he, he was about as good as he got with the glove there at the, at the hot corner. So, um you know, I, I, but I do think that one thing you said about it, he doesn't look like he's overmatched. I, I don't see a guy who lacks for confidence. I, I can see that little edge that he brings to the, the game. Uh, he has not been uh, mentally affected uh, in an adverse way by, by the results that he's gotten here early in his career. And and um, like I said, once we start to see him center some balls a little bit more frequently, 
you know, maybe we will see that power potential that the Braves, you know, saw when he was taking BP down there in the Dominican this winter. Uh, and another uh, point you touched on is he has shown, you know, pretty good date plate discipline. Uh, he's swung a few sliders off the plate earlier this month. We haven't seen that as as frequently uh, over the last week or two. So um, the Braves keep saying, hey, look, once he gets a full spring training under his belt next year, we'll have a better sense of who he is. And, uh, you know, there have been at least some encouraging signs that they continue to give you confidence that, that they might get what they want or might see what they want. Uh, but at the same time, I do understand where the frustration is with fans. They just have to realize that this is not a finished product yet, regardless of the age. All right. Well, Mark Bowman, thanks for taking the time to talk here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks, everybody, for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.